Icy witticisms easily discouraged the most persistent of flirts. And though his normal expression was only mildly thoughtful, the least annoyance caused it to give way to a frown so glaring that most observers backed out of range. But Honoria, who had no children of her own, and who'd helped raise Barnaby since he was ten, saw the man with a loving mother's eyes. What nonsense, she insisted sternly. My Barnaby is as shy as a wallflower. You may take my word on it. But none of the ladies took her word. They all had eyes and ears, and from the evidence of those most reliable of organs, Barnaby Trahern was anything but shy. Honoria didn't pursue the subject, though she knew how wrong they were. There was much they didn't know about her Barnaby, but his story was not one which she wished to tell, even to those close friends. If only you could have seen him as I did, she sighed to herself as she sipped her tea. Eleven years ago, back in 1806, when he attended his first ball, that dreadful ball that altered his character forever. Honoria remembered that ball better than she remembered her own wedding. It was one of those affairs given to honour her husband's coming into his titles. After a year of mourning for his father, Lawrence Trahan, the fourth Earl of Shawcross, was ready to celebrate his new position. It was a happy time, a time of celebration in the family, for not only had their year of mourning come to an end, but Terence, the second brother, had become father to a bouncing boy, and Barnaby, who'd been an excellent student despite his shyness, had won his Oxford degree with honours. To celebrate, Lawrence had taken the whole family to London for a season of gaiety. Many of the ton held fets for the new earl. During that season, Honoria had often tried to entice the shy young Barnaby to accompany them to the festivities being held in his brother's honour, but Barnaby had been too shy to go. This time, however, something had made him change his mind. Honoria was delighted. She'd looked forward to this particular affair, for it was being given by her good friends, Lord and Lady Liddell. She remembered how excited she'd been as she'd climbed the stairs of the Liddell townhouse in Portman Square, her husband holding her right arm, and Barnaby her left. But as soon as they approached the ballroom doorway, Honoria was struck with misgivings. Perhaps she shouldn't have urged Barnaby to come. Honesty demanded she admit to herself that she'd not thought things through. She'd been too eager, too hasty. Barnaby would not be presented at his best. There had not been time to prepare him properly. He'd not been schooled in ballroom etiquette. He'd not been warned of the many social pitfalls. He'd not even been dressed to advantage. The boy's hair had not been cut. His borrowed coat now seemed a poor fit, and his breeches positively baggy when compared with the exquisite tailoring exhibited by the other guests. This is all my fault, she berated herself. I should not have permitted him to attend his very first ball so ill-prepared. She could sense that poor Barnaby, too, was beset with doubts, though not from the flaws in his costume or the gaps in his education, for he was too naive to be aware of them but from the shyness that was so much part of his character. But Lawrence pulled him into the ballroom before she could prevent it, and before they'd had a chance to adjust to the noise, Barnaby spotted Miranda Pardew. Honoria, following his gaze, felt her heart sink. Right before her eyes, the boy became bewitched. 
She could not blame him. The laughing young woman attracted the eye of many of the gentlemen present. But of all the women in the room, this one was the last she would have chosen for her shy, inexperienced brother-in-law. But her husband, with typical male ineptitude in these matters, would not heed her warnings. Before she could persuade him to change his intent, Lady Liddell came up to them, linked her arm to Honoria's, and without giving her a chance to object, bore her off to make the social rounds. As she moved away, the last words Honoria could hear were her husband's. Come, boy, he was saying, and let me introduce you to that charming creature who has you gawking. Honoria had wanted to wring his neck. She kept looking back over her shoulder, wishing urgently that she could find a way to keep her husband from throwing Barnaby to the mercy of the room's most notorious flirt. But her hostess's strong grip was irresistible. She tried to signal her alarm to Lawrence by means of meaningful glances.